ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in the series, The Story of Jesus. If you like this podcast, share with your family and friends. All right. Thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, we have Britt and my wife, Avery. And uh, we had a little bit of a fire drill for the first uh, service. So. Literally, church was lit this morning. <laughs> like, yeah, That's right. More so, so it was canceled, <laughs> the first yeah. service. First uh, service uh, we didn't get to listen to. So we are going to do this podcast just off of uh, the notes. We did read the so sermon. We, we read it, but it's it's always a little better when, you know, you can hear it up there, kind of hear how he talks through it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Works through his points a little bit that's more. Right. And, and, you know, right. sometimes he goes off topic. So, you know, we'll see if this matches up to exactly what he, he says Yeah, up if the there. Holy Spirit is moving, uh, this might be a whole different sermon. Oh, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think it. There we go. But everybody's safe. No, you know, nothing happened with the, the fire here. Um, there was no fire. It was just a malfunction in the plate, I guess. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so everybody's back in for the second service, and we're going to talk through uh, a little bit of what we, we've read. But um, just to kick us off, anybody uh, have any Christmas plans coming up? What are you guys uh, What are you guys doing? I guess I should know I was just going to say. Do you know our plans, plans, Eric? He's looking at his wife asking <laughs> what, what are our plans are. This is how I get my, my information this is for how he gets what, around asking what are, for the what plans am I, yeah. What should I be prepared for? It's As so if you great. should know. That's He's right. like, oh, we're coming up on the podcast this week. I'll just ask them. We'll be good. Uh, that's great. Yeah, what do you guys got going on? Um, You know, Zeke goes to school pretty close until Christmas, the 21st. So I feel like things aren't going to get going until mm. after he's out. Yeah, that that is close. That's like. But it's so uh, from my understanding, Christmas Eve services at the church, Christmas Eve falls on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have morning services. We will. Yeah. So this will be probably the first um, Christmas Eve that we have as a family oh. in all of our, um, you know, the that's awesome. Years you're usually years here church like, service, for all yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Especially my parents, <laughs> yeah. actually, like people who are part of the. Especially the, the years we did. We did those like 11 o'clock candlelight yes, services. Which oh. a lot. Most years they always did that. Yeah. So, right. Right. So I we're hosting Christmas Eve dinner, oh, which will be the yeah. first. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> which like, will be the first time in history. Wow, that's yeah. awesome! That's an honor. Yeah. And then Avery's birthday is the day after Christmas. So wow. Just for those of you that don't know, so she gets. I'll accept gifts, things that I want. That's right. I need a water bottle. Oh, okay. I need some cookbooks. Oh um, boy. So right. shout out. The oh, church. Wait, can you, yeah. can, what else? Because I'll write this down. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's no. like, oh crap, I forgot to get Christmas Your stuff is going to be much more expensive. Eric, you're not going to get off with oh, a oh, cookbook and a oh. water bottle. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Brett, what's going on for you? Oh man, uh, we've got, so I've got one of my buddies that's been coming since college. He, his family lives in Guam. And um, so he just comes to my family for Christmas and stuff. He gets to see his family a couple times a year, but comes to our family for Christmas. So he'll be in town for a week. Um, we do a Christmas, a family Christmas party on this coming Saturday. We have our youth Christmas party this coming Saturday. I have two first priority. It's like our the, kind of the high school thing we do with our youth part, Christmas parties on Friday. So I've got a bunch of Christmas parties coming up this week. But this is your first year officially leading, or like uh, yeah, in, yeah. In this leadership. will be my first year on staff. So your Christmas. your holiday yeah. um, requirements or things are went probably up. more. Oh yeah. More went went with, way up this year. That's for sure. With all yeah. But teams. no, but I, I'm grateful that in my first year, we kind of have a, a nice split, two services on Saturday, two on Sunday. 
Yeah. We shouldn't be over overloaded. It'll be it'll be great. And like you said, we have the evening to ourselves, which is which is awesome. It's yeah. it's been a minute. Even so there's gonna be service Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we're gonna do two on Saturday, the twenty third, which will be five PM and seven PM. So those if you like those night Christmas Eve yeah. services, that's we wanted to keep those. So that's Saturday. Uh-huh. And then yeah, we decided it's a Sunday, so let's just keep our, you know, nine and eleven, which normally nine and ten thirty, but nine and eleven this this for Christmas Eve and you know, Ashley's going to sing a lot. Well, her team is going to sing a lot. So mm-hmm. they need that extra half hour. There go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, we're not complaining. No, I, it's amazing. It's, uh, yeah, the production is incredible Even every like year. people who don't go to our, you know, who aren't Christians, I'll be like, you need to come mm-hmm. to, you know, Christmas Eve because oh, yeah. it's just, it's such... Uh, an experience so well done I still to this day show people remember that like little old church video that they did where they just kind of did the acoustic I forget what song they sang Oh yeah, Amazing Grace. Maybe I forget what song they sang, but it was the old, I still the old one in the old church. In the yeah. old church, yeah, that was I still, one. still show people that. That's that awesome. Oh, it was good. beautiful. Yeah, they just they crush it every year. Good job, Ashley. Yeah, All no right. pressure. <laughs> so, you better show up. <laughs> Christmas, we got it. All right. Um, so into the the sermon here, That's, yeah. um, we um, we're stalling. We're stalling. Yeah. <laughs> we got to learn a little bit about uh, typology. And so, um, what is typology? Let's go ahead and go over that first. That was a term I've never heard. So it's where Jesus, right, merge it, or Jesus shows up in the Old Testament and so, um, in three different ways. Yeah. So um, the definition that Pastor Tom wrote in his notes was, uh, it's the doctrine of the relationship of the Old Testament to the New based on the person and work of God the Son where he is evident in people, places, and things. Mm. And so I looked up another definition too, and uh, this is the first one that popped up, and it has to do with New Testament indications of patterns in people in the Old Testament who mm. were, in a sense, created to serve as prefigured shapes of what Christ would do. Mm. So just seeing that connection, um, you know, it's more more than just an illustration of, you know, of Jesus, it's more of that, that connection. So it has to have that crossover from the old to the new is sure. kind of how I, how I got it. So he gives us, like you, like you said, Avery, those three examples through people, places, or things. And uh, the first one is going through uh, people. Is there anything that stood out to you guys on that first point of um, the typology of people in the Old Testament or kind of that? You saw? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to just to comment before that, um, before with reading like the sermon and like this definition, and he gives examples with each of those three um, things. And I like reading back those stories, I wouldn't have seen Jesus in it. I or like, I wouldn't have known like mm. that's pointing to Jesus. I would think that that's, you know, a revelation of who God is or some part of his character, but not necessarily like that's pointing to Jesus. Mm. So I think that's, it's a good lens, but it, what did they call it? The Christological mm-hmm. lenses. Christological yeah. lenses. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that term. To put that on when you're reading the old Testament, because sometimes you just read it for what it is or like at face value, but like there's deeper meaning. Right. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was good. Yeah, and, and, you know, the first example he gives is of Adam. Um, and so in 1 Corinthians, it says, the scripture tells us the first man, Adam, became a living person, but the last Adam, that is Christ, is a life-giving spirit. So that connection of, you know, of Adam is, is one. And then he goes into, you know, there's different, there's 
Noah, there's Isaac. And so I thought um, Noah's was interesting where it's like, you want to read that, that scripture? I think it's in Corinthians, first Corinthians. Um, let me see if I, where it's basically Noah has saved, um, you know, builds the ark and yeah. First Peter, oh, first Peter um, Noah built the ark in which a few people eight, in fact, were rescued through water. That functions as a signpost for you, pointing to baptism, which now rescues you, not by washing away fleshly pollution, but by the appeal to God of a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, that um, that connection there where you can just read the story of of Noah and the ark, great story and everything, but yeah, like how, how it ties into the... the um, the new to the old or the old to the new and that those kind of um, connections with, you know, uh, that story are definitely a lot more apparent when you start, you know, really studying the Bible and yeah. Yeah. And the new Testament kind of, because, you know, you have different um, disciples and apostles, you know, trying to spread the good news of Jesus. They're, they're going back to the old Testament to make parallels, to show them like the truth of Jesus Christ, that he is fulfilling um, the promise God has made. Um, but if you just take that and then you don't read the old Testament stories, like you don't, you're not going to understand the full picture mm-hmm. of that. Mm. Um, yeah. And just, yeah. Some, sometimes the the stories just seem like just weird, like kind of odd, like with mm-hmm. like the whole, you know, Abraham, Abraham to kill his, you know, son Isaac. <laughs> sure. It's like, this yeah. sounds like kind of like a very weird story. That, Interesting like, way to test someone. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. but yeah, then when you, um, you know, make that connection where, you know, John the Baptist, you know, looks at Jesus and said, look, the lamb of God who takes away the sins of, of the world. So, you know, that, that the, the lamb was the, the sacrifice that was in place of, um, of Isaac or mm. the ram. And so like that, right. that connects similar there. connection. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, before Isaac was, was sacrificed, mm-hmm. a ram came and God told Abraham sacrifice the ram instead of Isaac. So mm-hmm. that ram represents Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like you, you could look at Moses, right. Too, like the freeing of, of the Israeli people, mm-hmm. the, the, the freeing of the bondage and the slavery and the, and the redemption and the, and finally setting apart, obviously they had to go into that, 40 years in the wilderness. We talked about that last week too, right? Mm-hmm. With comp- in comparison to Jesus's 40 days in the desert. Yeah. And so yeah. um, very interesting uh, similarities to both of those as well, as far as typology goes. I yeah. feel like and Moses giving the law before and mm-hmm. then, you know, Jesus coming and fulfilling the law. Exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and so, you know, the next one he gets into is uh, place. And so we talked a little bit about this, but he gives the example of, of Bethel. And so this yeah, we was a, talk, we a talked little, a little bit, bit hard before to before that we started the podcast trying yeah. to understand, understand it, it a little bit more. Yeah, we were looking up scripture. Um, so Avery, could you uh, give us the the rundown of it? Yeah. So it sounds. I'm going to butcher name. <laughs> is, it, is it Jacob? Right. Jacob uh, yep, is nope, promised yep, Jacob. Um, is promised this land in Bethel, and God is as a place to where he was in Bethel. God presented himself. He right. had an encounter with God and uh, the veil was, was, um, opened a little bit or yeah. the curtain was, was taken back a little bit where he saw the presence and experienced the presence of God. Yeah. And not only the revelation of God in that moment, but the revelation of God's plan to, to, to number that his ancestors will be numbered by like the mm-hmm. sand on the, in the, in the, uh, at the beach or I don't know, butchering that, but uh, however, he, however he words that, um, 
that's awful that, I, that I'm butchering that. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, just the, the revelation of his plan there for him and, his, and, and Israel and for what he's going to do. And, Your descendants and, will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. Dust of the earth. There, there, you, there, go. You, go. there you go. I always, I've, I always think about it as saying on the beach. But <laughs> that's that's the, the Brit version, the, there the new Brit version, NBV. If you nice. want to get that copy, I sell them on Amazon. Good. So. <laughs> Don't buy that. <laughs> Apparently it's... it's but yeah. it, and then he was called back to Bethel to build an altar yes. as, as a place of remembrance of where um, God revealed himself. And he talks about the, you know, Jesus is is going to create that place where he's the Holy Spirit. Is You're always going to have that right. presence. Yeah, it's no longer you. this this place of Bethel. It's yeah. it's Jesus is the revelation of God and Jesus is the, the relationship with God. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the meaning of Bethel is the the house of God. So J- that's why Jacob named it that. And then um, one of the quotes that he gave is um, from John Piper. He said, he is a place where God is present. Heaven has opened and Jesus has appeared. From now on, Jesus will be the place where God appears most clearly among men and where men find their way into fellowship with God. And so, yeah, that, you know, that was um, one that's, I would never have probably drawn, drawn the conclusions there of, you know, that connection. Um, but yeah, it's, it's good to, you know, look through those and I'm sure there's different, um, different examples as well that of different places that kind of tie together and, you know, bridge between the old and the new Testament. I can't think of any offhand, but uh, is there any that you guys could think of as far as either? Place? Yeah. Any places that would be more of a typology? I mean, would the promised land be? Um, one. That's Probably. the thing is this, I w- I'm wondering how, how objective or subjective this could be. Right. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like you could read, you could in the new Testament, you can really probably read a lot of Jesus in it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I think that's good to, you know, when you're studying the Bible, having like a resource, like even the study Bible or yeah, something in yeah. addition to kind of, um, ground your, y- you know, your perspective, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. right. Sometimes we can go. And I remember um, being in college and going to Panera with my dad and talking about a scripture that I read. And I was like, oh, and I think this and making this player. And he's like, I mean, that's not a wrong idea, but that's a misuse of scripture. Mm. And so I think sometimes when we're, you know, trying to look at scripture to make sense of something that we're going through Mm. or, you know, if we're given a task to now look for Jesus and, you know, uh-huh. like we can kind of just go off. So, um, I don't know. I think that's why it's good to have some, or someone that you can talk to and you're like, Hey, is this what you think this means? And mm-hmm. have, that you a, trust. have a pastor, Freddie Ramos in your life. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, uh-huh. If you, that would be good. And he, yeah, just, uh-huh. just call him up, text him. <laughs> if you are a part of our church, you need to get Freddie Ramos's press or pastor, Freddie Ramos's number mm-hmm. because yeah. that man, is a walking commentary. <laughs> we love you, Pastor Fred. Will you uh, use him as a resource if you're oh studying something? Oh my gosh, yeah. I mm-hmm. like so. I've had a few conversations with him at this point. I should probably be using him more, right. to be honest. But but uh, yeah, we've had some really good conversations. But specifically when we were we got to go to a conference a few months ago together and had some awesome conversations. But yeah. Talk to Pastor Freddie. <laughs> Even your dad, Pastor Tom, yeah. was like, "Yeah, when he, I need help with something, I go to Pastor Freddie." <laughs> yeah, he does. He talks That's very awesome. yeah. highly. Oh yeah, Pastor Freddie's incredible. Yeah, and so then the the third example would be the the things that um, are 
the typology from the old to the new. And uh, one of the examples that he gives from the Old Testament is the the bronze snake uh, that um, was put up when you know Moses was leading the people out of the the tyranny, and they went into the wilderness, and they were getting attacked, um, bitten by snakes, and then. Um, they're called to lift up the the bronze image of the stake. What did you guys get from that as far as uh Well, I think that sounds like a really weird... Because Moses asked, like, yeah. hey, what should I do with these people? They're complaining about getting bit by snakes, like, you know. And God's like, okay, I will um, I command you to put up the bronze snake. And then <laughs> like, why it's not going to save you from the snakes? the snakes, but it's going to save you from, like, if you get bit, look at the thing right, and right, you'll right. be healed. Yeah. I mean, it's very odd. It was you, very odd. You know, like, and, and it's, it's one of those questions I chalk up to like when I get to heaven, I'm asking. Because like, like, you're doing this, right? But then like a couple chapters later or, or maybe even before, I think later, Moses come down with <laughs> with the Ten Commandments and he sees bronze like cows and calves and he's yeah. like, yeah, and, he's, mm-hmm, and God's yeah. like angry. It's like, wait, but there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. Well, and, and it I, very I, well could have been what connected with the people, right? They they had a connection to that 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 symbolism, right, of having something that to look at or something to. So maybe it was just God's way of connecting with the well, people. Well, and I'm saying I'm not going to remove the sin of mm-hmm. your life. So sure, I'm, not gonna, yeah, yeah. I'm going to gonna give there. you a way out of the right, sin, right. but it's I'm not going to take it away. Yeah. So I think there's symbolism, but if you don't see it, and I'm sure at the time, um the people who were looking at the bronze, I would say majority probably didn't make that connection Mm. that God was making a way out of their brokenness, Mm. Um, but not taking the brokenness away completely. Right. It does put like an act of faith too, right? Because like you could say, that's not going to work if I look at a bronze snake to, to, you know, so it is, I guess in a sense. I guess in your bit though, you've got no other choice. That's fair. That's fair. It's like I either die or or try out this bronze snake thing, right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's true. Oh man. Yeah. And then, um, it says here in, so it's important to remember that in John 3, 14 and 15, as Moses lifted up the brown snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. And so that's, um, yeah, just like a really good, good image uh, that, you know, I think that would, it's not, does not come like a natural thought process. Like, okay, they're dealing with these snakes. This is going to be how God gets them out of it. It's, um, you know, but when you tie it together, it just makes, it makes it so much more, more clear of, mm. you know, why he would, he would have that from the old to the new uh, tying together. And that isn't like the, you know, facing, facing your fears. Isn't like the medical symbol, like the, the snake. Um, yeah. yeah. And so yeah, true. it's, uh, interesting. Yeah. Kind of tying it all together there. Right. Um, but you know, as, as far as, you know, that those three ways of which the, uh, typology can, can be in the Bible and, you know, the, the challenge is to continue to look for those in the old Testament. We have the challenge for next year to read through the whole Old Testament and look for those connections. Um, but Yeah, I think this was a really good um, practical sermon, right? Like a practical like application of how to read Scripture. And so I think sometimes, I, I think that's what, you know, Bible studies can be really helpful too. Like when yeah. you go to studies and, and, and different things like that, getting connected, growth groups, um, getting different perspective and thoughts. Like how many different thoughts come together when, when you're yeah. all reading through it at the same time? And it teaches you how to read the Bible because mm-hmm. the Bible is a very overwhelming scripture. I mean, there's countless things. Like I grew up with, you know, a, a dad that 
you know, we did Bible study before I went to school every day. And mm. so I've been like very groomed to know like how to read the Bible sure. and still it's an overwhelming task, sure. at, uh, you know, for me. And so I think about people who are coming into the church who've like never been, um, you know, in, you know, scripture or I never have read it. And then they pick up and they're like, <laughs> I literally uh, had a, had a girl who, um, was part of the mom's group, but she like new to the Bible, new to church. And she and her boyfriend started reading and they started reading in revelation. They didn't know where to start. Right. And they're like, I'm so confused, <laughs> you know, like, like, what? <laughs> and I was like, start with John. Yeah. <laughs> Don't start there. Yeah. But, yeah so I think John it's good on? to, you know, give, have these like practical sermons of like, how do we read it? Yeah. And, you know, as uh, Pastor Tom wrapped up, or at least in his, his notes, he wrapped up, the more you see Jesus, the better you'll know him. The more you know him, the stronger your faith will become. Knowing he is sovereign and what's happening might not make sense now, but down the road, God will show you how it all came together for his purposes. And I think we all can kind of point to those people that see Jesus in everything. You know, they, they look <laughs> oh, yeah. at every situation. Oh, there, that's Jesus. Yep. And I think that that's, that's a very um, just important skill or just a trait to have because yeah. the more that you're able to to point to him, even if, you know, sometimes it may be <laughs> misused, you know, actually that was not Jesus. That was just, I ate something bad, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like, yeah. and so, you know, but it is, it is important to, to see Jesus in those, those times, especially going through, um, you know, the holiday season coming up find uh, ways that we can, you know, see Jesus and, um, you know, in our, in our own lives as well. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think, I'll try and make this short. Uh I think you're, you're trying to wrap up over there. Did you? But (laughs) (laughs) I can tell, Um, (laughs) but our mom's group adopts a family every year. And so we ended up adopting a family very last minute to bring them like Christmas decorations for the house and they can't have it or they don't have it. Um, And you know, we gave it to them today. Super fun. Aww. I only know like a tidbit of their story. And then I ended up getting to hear their entire testimony. I came in crying <laughs> mm-hmm. because I was like, I can't handle this. Be pregnant. And <laughs> to it. But it was, um, it was like a beautiful testimony of like just those questions of why, why, why. And like, and them seeing Jesus like threaded through their entire mm. story. And, um, you know, a really difficult, challenging story that they're able to see Jesus yeah. through at each step of the way. And yeah. I think like, gosh, that ministered to me like mm. way more. And I think then, you know, we could have ever ministered to right. them. And I'm like, what a testimony uh, that they have. And it's not my testimony to share, so I won't. But mm. I was just um, I'm blown away that like when you hear other people's story of how they see Jesus and how Jesus has affected their life, it strengthens your faith. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's also like to keep in mind that 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 seeing Jesus and everything and, and and obviously he makes everything make sense down the road. Eventually he's right. it's going to make sense. It's good to remember that in the hard times because it it gives you kind of a redirection on how to handle the hard times because what the worst for me is when I handle a bad time poorly and then after the fact I see God threaded through it and I'm right. like Right. I am so sorry, Lord. Mm. Like, and and it just feels so much better when you can get through that hard time saying, wow, I really stayed 
diligent and fervent mm-hmm. and trusting and, 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 and stayed in my word and trusted God to take care of this. And now I see the fruit of it. And it, it's almost not to build yourself up, but it does feel really good to trust him and then to see the fruit as opposed to handling it the wrong way. And then you get to the end of it and you're like, oh, I'm so sorry, Lord. I'm so you sorry. Just stupid. Yeah. You it's know, like, you're like, why I was I so known, frantic? Right? <laughs> and yeah. so like, um, I, I didn't trust. Right. And that's, I want to read that again, knowing he is sovereign and what's happening might not make sense now, but down the road, we'll show you how it all came together for his purpose. Yeah. And that's what that, you know, that, that lady really, um, she did that. And and that's when you talk about it, it, it kind of challenged me where it's like, I don't always do that when I'm going through things that I don't understand, like, um, and that's why we read scripture and we, we see God's promises uh, in the Old Testament come alive in the New Testament over and over again, we can consistently go to his character, that he is, like, faithful. He, you know, stays true to his promises, and um, and he is sovereign. Mm. And that's, what you know. Would, what would it look like if it we're human? We go through pain. He, he, God's not shocked by our pain. He's not mm. shocked by our frustration, our confusion. We're human. He made us this way. But what would happen is if, if through that pain and that frustration, that confusion, we said, instead of why God, why me, why is this happening? I thought you were, lo- you love me. But mm-hmm. what happened if we said, man, I cannot wait to see how cool this is going to turn out. I cannot wait to see the glory God gets for this. I can't wait to see, because if, if this is happening to me and, and, and he works everything for his good, how good is this going to mm-hmm. be? He, we look at it as an opportunity for a miracle as opposed to, a reason to complain, right? right? Like, like I think that would be if we but can I shift our minds and our hearts too. You know, as a sense of encouragement, like if you are have a foundation in Jesus, like if you're rooted, and even though you have fear and anxiety, like I think Britt and I have both talked about, like having yeah. some anxiety. Oh yeah. Um, and and so like maybe in our nature, our natural mm-hmm. nature, our response to things, I will, I won't speak for you. The response uh, to my things are, um, maybe like not as certain, right? Like Mm. I have, I have more of a high anxiety response, but like my foundation is in Jesus. Mm. So even when I retrospectively go back to like, oh gosh, why did I handle it that way? I, why, or like, I shouldn't have been, you know, I I should have trusted more. Like I can still see, like you said, the threading of God mm-hmm. through it. And yeah. that still is used for his glory. Absolutely. That's still used to like sharpen you. Yeah. And that's still, um, that's not a struggle that you've gone in vain. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you're Absolutely. still used. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Just, um, that made me think of, um, we watching chosen, uh, the, the <laughs> so show there, good. um, so how, good. how little James, you know, had the, the limp or he had some type of disability mm-hmm. and how, um, that, that scene where, you know, he kind of confronts Jesus or of, of, you know, why am I not healed? Mm-hmm. Or the, even like the other disciples, like, why isn't he, why isn't he healing? Or why don't you ask? Yeah, We're why, healing why, all why, these people. Yeah, yeah. Why, He's healing everybody else. And, you know, why don't you ask him to heal you and everything? And I, I feel like that was a very powerful scene yeah. of, you know, why um, Jesus didn't heal well, he him. Asked, yeah. yeah. So James asks, like, you know, he, he asked, well, like, would you heal me? And, and he's like, Basically, like imagine the ministry that will or that will come from you of you laying hands and healing people in my name within your condition. Mm-hmm. Like you're, and you don't need to be healed in order to know who I am. Mm. And that is like a testimony, and a it will expand your ministry basically. Mm. And um, I don't know if that's like is that just liberties of the is there documented that James 
had some type of injury or, or defect somewhere, or is that um, a chosen um, one of those like, liberty right storyline right right, <laughs> right like the filling in the blanks yeah, yeah I yeah, mean yeah. which chosen does a lot they have yeah. a lot of like there are the main points in scripture that yeah the part with Mary kind of like there was a part where she backslid for a second yeah. and then in, yeah. and people were like did that happen yeah. it, it humanizes <laughs> sure. yeah. the yeah, story yeah, yeah, which yeah. is it's great sure, but yeah. um, so I wouldn't take it for <laughs> that's right yeah maybe we'll have to read through <laughs> me and Eric <laughs> were, we're talking because we we have challenged each other's like we need to be in scripture more consistently um and be better about it and then we were watching chosen and i was like um do you ever like people ask like oh have you read the book and you're like no i watched the movie (laughs) that's right that's how that's how we were (laughs) so so don't do that read the scripture exactly (laughs) (laughs) but um any um closing thoughts not no. for me. I think right, I, 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 I think talking. we got it. I know, well, no, that was a great discussion. <laughs> it was you. like we were trying to wrap, but then like all this great discussion came out. So that's good. That's I love it. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, we will continue uh, next week. I think Pastor Wade's going to wrap up this series. Ooh, we um, love Pastor Wade. And then we're one week closer to Christmas. So go do your Christmas shopping. Yeah, 15 <laughs> days, y'all. Is that permission from you, Eric? Nope, I not, can do no. more shopping. Everybody but you. <laughs> He's like, no, no, you're done. Everybody else get started. All right, have a good, good week. See <laughs> love you guys. Bye.